Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, September 10th, 2021, episode number 199. 199 is Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrana. If you didn't take advantage of that one, this is your only opportunity to do that. Exactly. Got to get it in. He's the most famous number 199 ever. Ever. And always will be. So I I do have a helmet right over there. It was signed by Travis Pastrana. Get out of here. It is a Thor helmet. Yep, exactly. Are you sure it's not a Thor helmet? It is Thor. Thor. Not Thor Drake. Even if it's Thor in motocross, I will still call it Thor. Really? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Thor. That's what you're saying. I love it. Did you have a good weekend? No, I had a great weekend. Considering that I wasn't at Springfield, uh, I was going to be super bummed, I think, all weekend. But I actually ended up having a good one. I met this young announcer. He was a young motocross announcer that was crushing okay. it dude like play by plays doing calling the pros during the day i gotta get his name because i gotta give him some love at some point so but before they went on tv or see the live event it announcer was all house pa like all at the fox okay. raceway um and i gotta figure okay. out who that is i'm sure he's like a kid of some famous guy or whatever somebody in the like he was really really good he will be scotty dubler in like 30 years for moto <laughs> i'm telling you this kid's got talent cool. and he was like calling it like like you would hear weed or somebody call it as a kid um so that was super oh. cool um got to see some amateurs those little kids can jump dude and they're not scared oh, yeah uh oh, so yeah. that no. was super cool and i mean the racing was pretty badass it was hot dude, wasn't it hot it over was, 100 degrees out there well, i'm not from florida right. but i'm living in florida now and i have been for the past five years i was it was brutal for me because it's not just like a humid hot it's like legit heat like an oven like an oven hot, yeah right and dude you meant the right. minute you walk out of that uh, production truck it just hits you in the face so it was intense and it was it was a it was brutal for a lot of the riders there uh, but i'm at I work on the international broadcast dylan ferrandis wins the championship in an amazing fashion closed it out with the race to go right. so that was super cool to see um tomac gets his second win in the, in the second weekend yep yep yeah it's pretty good found something i think you know he's gonna go out with as many wins as he can before he leaves the monster energy kawasaki team of course he can't say that he's leaving but no. that's all the scuttle but they yeah. say he's going uh blue next year worst so, kept uh, secret be, in promoto right now but or, it will be teammates with dylan ferrandez so that'd be a heck of a combination it's gonna be super cool to watch um and dude like i just i had a good time considering like i was but uh, you saw the little video i posted before i left i was just super bummed that i wasn't gonna make it to springfield but um you and uh sammy and and everybody else who used that my springfield hashtag uh really made me feel a part of it and uh kept me kept me tied in uh and right you guys got the races in all of them all so of it them. started actually on thursday yeah. with the district 17 and vintage national is a whole lot of racing we go friday uh we got all of that into that was an ama all-star national flat track series and two full programs of aft singles and that got wild and crazy i don't know how much you want to talk about it right now uh saturday mother nature came in rained us out i didn't i honestly thought we were done for the weekend yeah the biggest concern is we had to get done early enough on Monday to get everybody out of there, including the air fence, the production truck, the other competition truck. It's it's a long ways out to Sacramento. They got to get out there and start getting that air air fence set up. I think they're trying to plan on doing that on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so we had a an early morning on Monday morning, and we were out of there by twelve thirty or twelve forty five. I think the earliest I've ever been done with a, a a Grand National race in, in my life. Got to eat some chicken and and headed down the road i mean it was awesome and i'm i'm glad they got all the racing in and i'm glad mainly for dave and tamra that was their last event as promoters of the springfield mile and they got it in you know i'm like man it was it would have been a bummer and i got to do something cool on sunday i got to give them a number one plate from american flat track and everything uh thanking them for all their dedication so i got to come out of my booth and go up onto the stage and and Ricky introduced me and the crowd made some noise for me. That was really cool. And and I got to give them a plate. One thing I noticed about that interview that I don't think a lot of people realize, but this is such a big deal. And I made a little post about it on our Off The Group. You right. gave the microphone to Dave. Like, I've never seen you give a microphone to anybody. That is a big deal. You must have a ton That's, of respect and for I, that I, guy. I do. And, and 
you know what? It's his. It was their last go round. Yeah. They had, he probably had a lot to say, and he yeah. did have a lot. To say. And he had a lot of people to say thanks to. So I'm not going to stand there and hold it in front of him. So I let him do it. The the golden rule when I started working with Monster Jam back in the day is yep. never let go of your microphone uh, for a couple of reasons. You can't just turn it off, and you can't just take it away from if 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 things get sideways. Yep. You're just at their mercy. So. Um, no, I, I let him. I let him hold on to it. I let him get everything out he wanted to get out. You know, he said thanks to a lot of people, and and uh, you know what? Tomra texted me later that night and thanked me for coming up and doing that. And then Dave stopped me uh, yesterday morning, said the same thing because it it meant more uh, coming from somebody like me who'd been there. You know, I've been there 13 years, yep. so through the highs and the lows, uh, the you know the goods and the bads, and I just I felt like I needed to do it, so yeah. I asked if I could do it. And AFT was on board with that. So uh, luckily, I was on that side of the racetrack underneath the stage announcing. So it was not not that big of a deal for me to get up there. Super cool. Um, Yeah. And, you know, looking at all the posts that people were making on Saturday with that rain, dude, I was even worried that they were going to get one of those in, let alone two. So uh, it's great that they were able to to go out and and get that doubleheader in, get both of those events in. And, uh, and get all the racing in in Springfield. Uh, there's so much to talk about from the short track to those miles. Uh, we could probably spend a whole episode just breaking that down in itself. But let's back up. You know, yeah. we put out our our podcast early last week. After that, an announcement came out. I think Friday, while we're at the short track, mm-hmm. possibly even that Henry Wiles and Cameron Smith uh, were disqualified from New York to on. So that takes the win away mm-hmm. from Cameron Smith at New York. It also takes the win away from Henry at Peoria. Is finished at New York too, and both of them are suspended from AFT until they complete the road to recovery. How long that is, I'm not sure. It's not. It's not. There's no definition for it. It's not in the rule book, other than you have to complete it. We know Dalton Gautier did that not that long ago, so we know it's possible to do. I don't know. Henry. Henry's getting up there. He was also let go at Springfield by Turner Racing, so their team deal is all done. And so, uh, but I did see Turner's going to be fielding a motorcycle for the rest of the rounds. So I'm not sure who that's going to be. They did put Raggio on their bike one weekend while uh, Sabal is healing up from his thumb surgery. So I'm speculating it might be him, but it could be anybody else. I'm not sure. The other thing at the short track, there was some, uh, some rough riding going on. I didn't see it as rough riding. I've watched the replays over and over. I'm talking about Bruner getting into Dallas Daniels in the final corner. Uh, some people that were standing in turn number three, my dad included, is one of them. I heard from a lot of those people and said it was a, a smooth takeout move on camera. It doesn't look like it. Bruner didn't have his elbow up, but he went in there. Uh, Dallas could have lifted up and gave him a little bit of room. Dallas isn't going to do that. He wants to, he wants that race win. Anyway, Dallas goes down. Bruner goes off to the checkered flag. Bruner gets credited with the win at the moment. They reviewed the tape. They made a decision right there on the spot uh, or a few minutes later. Uh, Dallas is credited now with the win. They gave Bruner the last place on the lead lap, which ended up being 11th. Um, I'm not 100% sure that I agree with it. I think, as I've thought about this and talked it over with some people, I think maybe wait a day or two, let the dust settle, go back to Daytona Beach, review all the, all the footage you can get, and then make a decision. I think uh, a spur-of-the-moment decision might not be the best thing to do but you know I, i'm not in that position either i'm just saying it as a guy that's been in racing my entire life um i feel bad for all the parties involved the other one i feel bad for is max whale he did nothing wrong he went in there with a huge points lead he left the springfield short track with a deficit mm-hmm. so dallas did not finish the race technically even though they reverted back to the last lap so even if they would have you know gave him 10th and gave brunner 11th Max would be either right there close to the points lead, if not tied for the points lead, which that could have been better for the sport anyway. So I, I don't, I don't know if it was a knee jerk reaction. I don't know, you know. And again, this is my opinion, my mm-hmm. opinion only. I, I'll support them because that's that's who I work for. But um, maybe take a little bit more time to make it a ruling. It's a tough one, man. And, and you know, one thing that's always said after stuff like this is i'm glad i'm not in that seat making those decisions absolutely it's always tough it's always tough and you know in the case of like a peoria where you got somebody that didn't finish the race and couldn't finish the race uh i think that those are decisions that you know where they could have made that decision five minutes after you you make a good point in spending some time with something like this it it does make it seem like when you make a decision that quickly that it could be a rash thing but it's you want to make sure that teams feel like you have given it thought given it time and get looked at all the information too so 
it's one of those damned if you do damned well, if you don't and it's a tough spot right. to be in and, but yeah. and they and they want they wanted that stuff to stop right there they didn't want that to be revenge in the second race they didn't want somebody going after bruner who whoever it could have been i'm not saying that anybody would have done that but it you know or they want to send a message to the whole pit area we're not accepting rough riding but they advertise it as a as a fist fight in a phone booth so they know at a short track racing there's going to be some contact bruner even made contact with sabala it was more incidental he didn't take his teammate down on purpose but common denominator i mean i and i love tra- I'm, a, I'm a huge huge trevor bruner fan right but you don't have to take anybody out and i don't know that he took him out and he admitted on the podium that he made a mistake right i don't even think he should have done that because i think he was racing for the win so it's a very 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 touchy subject and like you just said a minute ago carter i'm glad i don't have to make that decision that's not my job i just have to explain what i see and what's going on what the ruling was and uh you know sometimes i don't i don't agree with it but hey we we take that we roll on. Yeah, so and that was a that was the start of his weekend, man. He went on to have a pretty badass Ooh. weekend himself. So uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, you know he even if he didn't get that win, you know he was in the position to win. Uh, and right. I don't know I, I, what would have happened if that wouldn't have if they wouldn't have gotten right. into each other. I think Dallas right. would have won that thing too. So I mean, it's it's right. it's tough though because you know how yep. bad Bruner wanted it with the win previously. He was coming back to to prove that wasn't a fluke. And uh, I don't know. It's uh it's definitely a short track. You know, there's going to be that kind of racing going into it. So and like you said, there's so much to talk about from this weekend. Let's move to the mile. Yeah, uh, Meese and Daniels win both races. Um, Briar was a little upset with the way Meese was riding on Saturday on I the victory that. podium. Yeah. I'm not taking anybody's sides on this either. I didn't see anything that was like that, but I'm also not out there racing at 130, 140 miles an hour. But uh, obviously there was some contact. Carver made contact with uh, somebody on Monday. Coming, he, he tried a different line. He was trying to come up there and do a slide job, and I think Price is the one that didn't let off. Um, it's racing. Uh, you are only supposed to be allowed one move off of the corner, and it seemed like I think they said he was swerving. So I don't know. I Where I was at, I didn't see it. But I'm also not watching them every lap like like the guys right there racing are. So I'm not taking anybody's sides on that either. But Mies, he put on a clinic on Monday. Mm-hmm. He went out there and showed them, hey, if you guys want to cry about it, I'm going to whoop your ass. And he did. He was on it. He got protested after the race. I was about to say so much so that, that he got protested. Yeah. So do you know the details protested. on the protest or what? I can't they... say who, who did the protest. Yeah. I, I know he was protested. The protest was for the crank. Hmm. They tore that whole thing down, and Meese was there. And Meese says, take all the pictures you want. He said, I want you guys to post this all over social media because usually only things that get posted like that is when it's illegal. Then they post pictures. It was completely legal. Now they have, you know, four days to put it back together before we go to Sacramento. I'm sure that's their A bike. Kenny Tolbert wasn't even concerned about it. He said, I'll have that put back together in four hours. (laughs) So... So, you know, and Jared, Jared's doing what he what he needs to do. He was he came into Springfield with a 25 point deficit. Now yeah. it's only 12 because because Briar got a second and a third. If he would have got second and a second, it would have been 13 points or whatever. It was would have been a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Jared and Jared's won the last two Sacramento miles, 2019 and 2018. So Briar's got to get up there and somehow get in front of him. Yeah. Uh, and that's gonna be hard to do. The the one story that never really made a story, Brian Smith was just not a factor. Um, I, I hate that for him. I don't know if the bike wasn't handling right. I know the track was different than it has been in the past, but I don't know. I just kind of wish he was, I, I wish he'd go out on top. So yeah. he's got one more chance this weekend at Sacramento. He's won there seven times on three different brands of motorcycles, I believe. Um, you know, Harley Davidson's, Kawasaki's, and Indians. If I'm not mistaken, I, I don't actually, I don't have that in front of me. I don't know if he's won there in a Harley, but he's won there several different brands. He's won there seven times. Mises won the last two. So that's going to be, that was my nuggets for, for Sacramento. The other nugget that I was, that I didn't want to share with you before we came uh, into our intro and outro is in the, in the super twins class, the only two that have won out of that class is Meese and Smith. Only two riders have won the premier class at SAC. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think about that. Think about that. Right. Going all the way back to 2011. It was mostly Brian, right? Mies just won. Brian's won seven. Jared Mies has won two. Wow. Of course, in the other class, which it could have been GNC2 or singles class, Shana has won there four times. Kobe Carlisle won there in 2018. 
uh, Tristan Avery won there. Nick Armstrong won there. Uh, and then a couple guys that don't race with us anymore. Kyle Johnson and Mikey Martin also have won there. So, hmm. you know, it, the list of names that have won there are the who's who of flat track, just like Springfield. But it's just incredible to me that only two in the premier class have won the Sacramento Mile. Have you talked? Did you talk to Brian at all after? Is his wrist okay? Because I, I know did. that, that might have been I, a thing. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to say. You know, I mean, hmm. I actually, as soon as Sunday was or Monday was over, I went straight to the truck, ate and left and hit the road because I've been you. there long enough and it's time to go home. So, anyways, Wait. that's uh, that's a little preview for Sacramento. I think you got to keep your eyes on Meese. Briar's got to get up there and, and keep him in his sights. If not, beat he needs to beat him actually if he wants to win the championship. I yep. think. Other otherwise, it's going to come down to Charlotte. And I'm okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. If it comes down to Charlotte, they had a heck of a battle there last year. So I'm looking forward to the next three rounds for sure. Absolutely. It's going to be fun to watch. And like I said it before, I wouldn't put my money against Mies. I mean, it's a perfect position for him uh, with all the mile wins he's got in the previous uh, couple of years. I think he almost thrives on the come-from-behind attitude that, that he's got to have here in the next few rounds. So uh, he's hungry, and he's coming after it. And uh, Briars, I mean, no slouch, though. He's got him back-to-back. Can he defend it for a third time? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, production twins because that's going to lead into our guests. But the uh, yeah, yeah. you know the the different lines were forming. I like Dallas was hunting for different lines. He had a great line figured out on Sunday. Went in high in three and four, chopped it off, came off the bottom. Um, but then on on Monday, I thought Jesse Janish had the move. He went in low, drifted up right in front of Dallas, and just uh, didn't have enough momentum coming off the corner. Dallas wins back to back. He actually wins both their uh, Babe to May. Uh, Memphis Shade Challenges too, which is awesome to honored babe. Yep. And uh, but you know, Jesse Janish, you know, coming off the couch. I mean, he's been riding off-road stuff. He's been riding his bike, so he ain't coming off the couch completely. As far as flat track, yes, he hasn't raced flat track in a long, long time. He raced at Peoria and here, second race. So he's got a fourth, a third, and a second, not necessarily in that order. All he's needing is a win. So uh, he's one of our guests. And the other guest is Morgan Mister, who also got to ride a twin this weekend. Yeah, I know it's not official. MJGR is not officially back. Like, there's no new merch and all that stuff coming out. I'm just hoping that there is. But MJGR is back, and they were both on the same team. Uh, and to, for it to be on Harley, uh, and that's super cool. Uh, I don't think either of them have, you know, had opportunities like this. I mean, Merg's obviously had uh, a lot of success this year, but it's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal for, deal for both of them. I was a super fan over the weekend with my all my MJGR hats. But yeah, I uh, I definitely wanted to have them on for this week, whether they're MJGR or not. It's always cool to watch these guys riding together, and it seems like there's a different energy with both of these guys uh, when they are at the track at the same time. So uh, and on the same team, so it was cool to watch that. And uh, had to talk to him this week. So, and we we think they're hanging out together in Wisconsin. Um, I <laughs> think we need to give him a call. Together. Well, it seems like it. Yeah, I think we need to bring him on. Let's do it. Here's Jesse Janish, number ninety six. I, I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm still sitting here in awe. So we had to call you to see if you're shocked. Um, you've always talked about you're not a mile rider, and you finished on the podium. Um, did it has it sunk in yet? Yeah, I mean, it sunk in. I think it sunk in yesterday when I crossed the line. That's awesome, man. A hell of a ride. You made the move in turn number four that I thought you needed to do. Were you watching and, and that was your plan the whole race? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we got to uh, test run it there in the dash for cash. Um, strong through three and four. I was just struggling through one and two. So the uh, plan was basically just to shoot there going into three, which I did. And we were close. He just had a little bit, little bit better drive off of four, and I just couldn't quite make it happen. Got me by. Gotcha. Uh, he actually got me by about half a bike length. So let let's back up a few weeks. When did you get the call from Vance and Hines to ride Peoria? Uh Tuesday before Peoria. How stressful is that to try to get everything ready? I saw Red was making some numbers for you. You have to find leathers. Uh, did you? And you? I, I'm, I'm I'm assuming you guys just hopped in the van, and started driving, right? Honestly, it was actually pretty easy. Um, you know, I I didn't. Uh, I guess I was questioning whether or not I was going to race at all this year with the with AFT. Um, I had some intentions of trying to do Decoin Mile to believe it or not, and uh, I had a leather suit lined up. I had an airbag lined up for that, and then ultimately I just pulled the plug and never really told anybody I was going to go anyways, um, except for the people borrowing me the leather suit and the airbag. So, uh, yeah, I kind of backed out on that. And then I had some, I had some really, really good opportunities on a 450 for Peoria. Um, I just, 
I just really wasn't committed to doing that. And yeah, it was awesome. When Terry called, I was, I was stoked. Um, I made a, I made the quick call and, uh, yeah, so I ended up borrowing, originally I borrowed, uh, James Rispoli's leathers. He was kind enough to let me use those. Um, but he's a little bit shorter than me. So I also called Jared Vanderkoy and, and, uh, and, you know, he had the right leathers for the job. He had the, the Harley Davidson leathers and, uh, yeah, he was awesome about it. He said right away, no problem. Keep them as long as you need them. And, uh, I actually have Jared Mises airbags. So believe it or not, I've got a whole lot of talent basically wrapped around me when I'm on the motorcycle. I got uh, a little, a little tiny, uh, Dalton Gautier 79, uh, sticker on the gas tank. So literally there's like an outrageous talent surrounding me on the bike. Um, got Jared Mees, Vanderkoy and Dalton all kind of with me on, when I'm racing, uh, that Vance and Hines Harley. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I gave a call to AFC after talking to Terry, lined up, sign up and, uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, uh, Got the okay, got my license, got all everything lined up as far as the suit. Um, yeah, took off for Peoria, and uh, actually, basically Tuesday, I stopped eating cookies and uh, started trying to <laughs> try to lose a little weight before Peoria because uh, you know I'm in off-road shape. I'm not in flat track shape, so that was uh, that was pretty rad. And uh, and you know, to believe it or not, I hadn't been as nervous as I was going out for practice at Peoria since 2015, when I got my pro license back. Um, okay. I've never really had not trying to downgrade any of my previous opportunities, but I've never been on a proven twin, something that's actually, you know, went out and won a race before. So this was really my first opportunity to, to kind of prove it. You know, I was kind of usually one of the first guys on the bike. This wasn't my very first twins main event, but it was kind of my first twins main event that was actually legitimate. And, uh, it was, it was definitely relieving to, to get out and practice and just kind of know that I wasn't like pushing super hard. And, and yet I was fairly close on times and then to go out in the qualifiers and end up second overall, I was definitely excited. And then, uh, had a good race there with Johnny Lewis and was able to win the semi. And, and it was just more relieving knowing that, you know, I'm not too horrible at riding a twin after all. Um, you know, so that was, that was definitely cool. And then, uh, it was good to battle with my good friends. Ben Lau ended up leading that race. Um, I'm, I'm glad the way it worked out there with a the third. And then basically I, uh, didn't eat any cookies, uh, come, come Sunday or Monday morning there. And, uh, I was out on a bicycle ride Tuesday and ended up getting a flat tire actually. And, uh, I called red to come get me. And basically red was just about to pick me up. And all of a sudden my phone was ringing and it was Terry Vance. So I got the call for Springfield and and that was definitely awesome as well. Tell me, what was it like, you know, on the the the, the black and orange, the Vance and Hines Harley, uh, fourth at Springfield one, second Springfield number two, and like I said, you had a, sh uh, a legitimate shot to win it there uh, on Monday. Um, how'd that feel to ride the Springfield mile on a Harley? Oh, uh, it's. I mean. Honestly, <laughs> we've been laughing about it, you know. Uh, me and Merg kind of formed a formed a little team there in about 2016. We we called it MJGR, and it was just funny. It was like getting the band back together. And man, if you would have told me in 2016 that me and Merg, just two uh, two lowly privateers, were going to be riding for the black and orange Vance and Hines Harley Davidson at Springfield Mile, I honestly would have laughed in your face. Um, I would have never believed it. And, uh, and Merg has had one heck of a year this year. Um, I mean, not to be, I guess I'd say he's not really surprising me, but, uh, kind of surprising to paddock with how many podiums he's had and the consistency he's had. And, you know, to be honest, he deserves a shot on the Vance and Hines more than I do. I just kind of got lucky with the situation that, uh, that Dalton got hurt right before Peoria. I mean, that was kind of a strong, strong track for me. Um, so yeah, pretty insane to be going out in Springfield mile, uh, with one of my good friends and we're on literally the factory Vance and Hines, uh, Harley Davidson team. It's, it's unreal. How many mechanics did you have allotted for you? I know there's a lot of people pitting underneath there. I know Hayden Gill was there. You said Morgan was there and, and it looked like your paddock was full. Did you have dedicated mechanics just for you? Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a gentleman named BJ, but honestly, the, the coolest part about that team is, is it is a team literally to the definition. Um, everybody works together there. Uh, we didn't, we, you know, we didn't have any issues with anything, but at the same time, everybody was working together. Every time we came in, everybody was communicating, um, between me, I mean, Hayden was kind of on his own side with the super twins, but between me, Morgan, uh, Chad and Ben, we were all kind of working together, discussing, uh, setup changes, kind of which route we were going with the bike. Um, you know, we didn't have any, any hiccups at all throughout the weekend. So 
Um, there was no like crash test for everybody to run over or anything, but uh, even Hayden Gillum's mechanic, Josh, he was coming over and giving a hand and, and just kind of some advice. And, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a great experience and it was awesome to be a part of just such a, such a world-class team that, uh, that really knows how to work together well. Was that tough at all for you? Because to me, you know, going back throughout your career, you've kind of done your own thing. I mean, it seems, you know, you wrote for Bill Warner, you wrote for other people, but most of the time I see you, it's it's you and Red doing your own thing. So was it a hard transition to, to have so many people helping out? Scotty, getting off the bike and not having to do anything is never a hard transition. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So you, you said just recently that it was on a Tuesday before Peoria. It was on a Tuesday before Springfield. So it's Tuesday now before Sacramento. Are you waiting for a phone call or do you know if you're going to California right now? I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. I don't know if there's been a press release out, but uh, I didn't have to wait until Tuesday. Believe it or not, I asked the question during the red flag on Sunday uh, of the main event. Yeah. I mean, I usually figure it's better to not ask any questions and just go with the flow. But uh, we were there at the main event, and I was, I, was, I was riding pretty good. I had just passed Morgan for third, and then the red came out. So I was restarting fourth. And I was like, so – like, what do I exactly have to do to get this ride again? Is it like not crash the bike? And they're like, uh, no, no, you need, you need to do well. And, uh, right. so I was like, well, what exactly is well? And they said, well, you're doing pretty good right now. So after I finished fourth, I was like, so I was doing pretty well and I ended up getting the same place. So how are we looking? And, uh, yeah, Terry basically said, we're good to go. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely stoked to get out on Sacramento mile. I, I have, uh, I had some good experiences there. I ended up sixth, I believe in 2018. Um, not quite as good in 2019, but, uh, yeah, we're looking to turn that around. Hopefully on the twin, uh, the Vance and Hines Harley works so good. Um, so, so we'll get out there and, and we'll see how it goes, how the track is, how the bike performs. Uh, I'm about as ready as I've ever been. I just got off, just actually got off a bicycle ride. So yeah, we're definitely ready to go. Uh, one more question. Were there team orders? Did it, did it matter which of the Harleys finished in which order? It didn't seem like you were helping Morgan, you know, help push him to the front. And, and maybe maybe I couldn't see it, but I think he was kind of right behind you. And then he would try the low line, you'd try the high line. It didn't matter. They just wanted you guys up front, right? Yeah, absolutely. The only order I had after Murg got second was that he let me get on the podium the next day. So I wanted, uh, <laughs> I wanted to at least be able to get a shot at it. Our, our uh, the only order we didn't have any orders personally, but uh, and me and Merg were definitely trying to get on the podium together. They needed to give us a podium for the dash because that would have been our only opportunity to be up there together. So yeah. So Dallas goal. Is, Dallas goal. ruining all of our fun. Yeah, he is. He he put a hurt on everybody, but it wasn't just on the mile. He did at the short track too. So uh, one more question about uh, Sacramento. Going out there just to get on the podium, you uh, you need to perform well to to see if you can race again at Charlotte. What what's your mindset going into California? I mean, my mindset's been the same, honestly, at at the last three rounds. Just uh, those guys aren't putting any pressure on us. Um, just go out there, have fun, and and see how uh, if we can kind of develop the bike, make some changes for the better, and uh, and kind of just see where I end up. Um, I can't say that I have expectations of anything, really. I just expect to have fun and, and do my best. You seem a lot more relaxed than you have in the past in several interviews. You know, sometimes you, you, you feel like it, it almost looks like you're stressed out to be at the racetrack. Um, it seems like you're a lot more relaxed. Is it because you took some time off or or is it just there's no pressure to, to do anything right now? Honestly, I just think there's no pressure to do anything. The, uh, the team is amazing. I mean, I've never really been a part of anything like this before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not like I'm racing for points. I'm just, uh, I'm just out there racing for myself. Those guys have no, no expectations really other than to do my best. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's just a different situation. I, I've never honestly come to a flat track race as prepared as I am. As funny as that sounds, uh, previous to Peoria, I actually had only raced, uh, flat track or ridden flat track for that matter once this entire year, but I've spent uh, every single week on a motorcycle and I can't, I don't think I've honestly ever been able to say that in my life. So uh, yeah, I'm not really sure really what the changes are just uh, it's nice being able to go there. I think 
honestly, the biggest thing is, is being able to show up at the races and know that you're on the best bike in the class. I think that's just a massive difference for me. Um, I know the bike literally can win at any track and it's awesome to be able to go there and know that that's what's going on. Um, basically if, if I can perform the bike is good enough, I'm going to be in the front. So I think that's really what it comes down to. I think previous, uh, I didn't necessarily have those opportunities and, you know, getting on the Vance and Hines, black and orange. I mean, you just hop on that thing and you automatically feel faster. Like it, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's, I look at the photos and I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? You know, <laughs> it's cool, man. It's, it seemed like a lot of folks from Wisconsin were cheering you on. I think for two reasons, both you and Merg are from Wisconsin and the black and orange Harley Davidson's from Wisconsin, the hometown support. It's gotta be pretty cool. You know I mean? Two Wisconsin riders on the Harleys. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's literally unreal. I mean, I wish we could have gotten the top step and man, we were so close. Um, honestly, racing Dallas Daniels, I mean, he's, he's a phenom. I mean, everybody says it, everybody knows it. So, you know, we almost got him. I mean, I got a lot more experience than him, but I guess that didn't really matter, did it? But, uh, man, we were close and it was a lot of fun racing with him. I mean, clean, good racing and, uh, man, the track was so awesome. AFT did a killer job after the rain and, uh, it was just great. We could, we could provide the racing we did for the fans. I mean, I I rewatched the race already twice and it's just like, wow, you know, we were, I mean, Tanner Dean was like literally at the air fence. Dallas Daniels was literally on the rail and I was just kind of in the middle. And then we had uh, Morgan and, and I think there was Chad close in there and then Corey at the end. I mean, the racing, honestly, the racing was top notch. It was great racing to watch. There was a good battles for the win. And uh, man, it was just awesome. It was, it's, it's great to see all the Wisconsin people come out and cheer. And, and it's, uh, it's really nice to just see even on social media, just, just kind of everybody stoked to see me back. It's, it's great to be back can't say how long I'm going to be back for. Um, I know Dalton's working hard to come back and, uh, and this is his ride to have. So, um, by no means am I just trying to steal his ride here. I'm just trying to take the opportunity that's been given to me and make the best of it. Are are you thinking about 2022 at all yet? Or is it too soon? Man, on two weeks, I'm going to be racing off road. That is my 2022 (laughs) season right now. So (laughs) I, uh, I've got to get back from California and get to Florida and I've got a bike to build. Cause in two weeks I'm going to be racing in the woods for two hours. So that is my 2022 season right now. Um, you know, if the right opportunity came up, I would, I would be all about it. Um, you know, I still enjoy flat track. And, and like I said, honestly, the biggest thing is, is showing up to the race and knowing that your motorcycle is good enough to be, to be uh, number one. I think that's just such a massive thing to say. And, and, uh, and that really says something about, you know, Terry Vance's team and, and, uh, you know, I mean, if, whether it's singles or twins, uh, if that opportunity is given to me, absolutely. I'd be interested, um, but right now there, there isn't anything and that's okay. Um, I've been around the sport for a long time and I'm, you know, currently 34 years old, not that I'm too old to be racing or anything, but, um, I've had good opportunities in the past and, uh, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I know there's plenty of good riders out there and, if the opportunity comes up, then that's awesome. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. So we'll see what happens. Um, I feel like I've got a good outlook on it. And, uh, you know, if, if, uh, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but if that would come up, uh, you know, maybe I'll be a fill-in rider. That's okay too. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see, you know, it's, uh, I'm trying to take the best of the opportunity that I'm given to me right now and, and just roll with it and see what we can do. I was fortunate, uh, to get the certain tracks that we're going to, you know, there's certain tracks I certainly excel at, and there's certain tracks that I definitely do not excel at. So, uh, I kind of got lucky with Peoria and Springfield and I'm also well aware of that. So yeah, we're just trying to, trying to make the best of the opportunity right now. And it's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to see you're, you're out there having fun, doing good. Uh, my buddy Stoney used to be national 45. So he's always been cheering for you. He told me to give you a shout out. Cause you, you, uh, you know, he still has a connection with you cause you're old number 45. You were talking about all the big names that are around you on your, on your gas tank, on your, your chest, the leathers, uh, also the 96 on all three sides of the bike, man. That's, that's really cool. I love that you're doing that for Alec Muth. I know that's where you're staying right now is that at his house, uh and his parents house and and man it's just i love what you're doing good luck in california maybe good luck in charlotte and uh and good luck off-road racing but before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody yeah i mean that's easy uh terry vance craig Kuntz, vance and heinz harley davidson those guys are killer everybody on the team uh steve bj um shoot gene dink josh even uh you know coast ben lau Morgan, uh, Hayden, 
everybody, everybody that's a part of that team and all their supporters are just awesome. Um, Robbie, Bobby, sorry, Robbie, Bobby, uh, all those guys. Um, it's been, it's been an awesome experience. These, uh, these last three nationals and, uh, you know, if we can't go to Charlotte, that's okay, but we're going to have a lot of fun at Sacramento and, uh, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, obviously I got to thank both the Jareds for helping me out and, uh, and James Rispoli and, uh, shoot JD beach this winter, Dow Davis Fisher. Those guys got my butt off the couch onto the bicycle, riding moto. Dow Daniels was with, was with us. Uh, Colby Carlisle, even, you know, Corey Texter's giving me pointers on the bicycle, all those guys. It's, it, it's such a such a tight knit, awesome community. I'm forgetting Briar Bauman rode with him. Just everybody. I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few of the guys, but it's awesome to be able to to be a part of the national the national guys and all the the riders and, and it's a huge family. Realistically, is what I should say. Just getting to kind of ride with those guys and train and, and kind of see how how it's supposed to be done. I mean, those guys are really good mentors, and uh, yeah, that's, it's been awesome to be a part of it with all those guys and just kind of see how much work you need to put in to be kind of be at this level. And uh, I've been loving it. Well, definitely appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping off your bicycle to talk to us here on Off the Groove. And, uh, man, we appreciate it. All right, Scotty. I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Hey, JJ96, is Merg with you? Dude, does Merg ever leave my side? Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you're in Florida, sometimes you're in Texas, and he's all over the place, so who knows where he's at. All right, fair enough. But MJGR, we're, we're back. We're, we're together. He's about a foot and a half away from me right now. Get the band back together. Well, let me talk to that guy. What's up, Scotty? What's up? The, I, I want. Hold on. I want. To, I want to preface this by: Can I please talk to the hottest guy on the circuit right now, besides Dallas Daniels? Uh, I think it's me, right? Jared Meese is Dude. probably either. No, I don't want to talk. Jay- no, listen. I don't want to talk to Jared Meese. I'm not. I'm not calling to talk to Jared Meese. He gets enough love. I want to talk to you. Yeah, I'm kind of underappreciated. <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of a big deal. I mean, let, let me let me first start off by saying since Lima, you've been on a tear. I mean, since let me let me look at the points right here. Since Lima, let me see. You're you're sitting third in the points, a third at Lima, a third at Port Royal, a third at New York, a win at New York, a fifth at Peoria, a third at Springfield, and a fifth at Springfield. So since Lima, eight top fives in a row. That's not bad, dude. I love it. That's awesome. Even OKC, I surprised myself by getting on the box. Yeah. You know, What's been the turnaround? Why Why are you doing so well this year? I think it's just, you know, the people I have behind me. Mark really works his butt off to, you know, give me the best that we can produce. And, you know, just having that in the paddock is huge, along with, you know, all the other sponsors that came together this year. Jimmy Wood has been a major help, been helping set up my suspension and, and getting me dialed in. So, you know, been feeling comfortable at most of the rounds and everything's just been clicking. So, Really got no You're riding other races too, besides the the AFT races. I heard you raced up in Wisconsin on Wednesday night, took the win. We saw at the Dairyland Classic riding your cousin's bike, you took the win. Do you think the other races are helping build your confidence for AFT? Yeah, I mean, being able to hop on a Rotax and be fast has definitely been a pretty good accomplishment. You know, it's especially for Dairyland. A little worried heading into it just because I didn't know what I was exactly going to be on. But when we ended up feeling as good as we did and just having the little bit of feedback from, you know, slow and that's just kind of all it took to kind of get me in the, get that thing dialed in and understand what I was getting into. But, you know, after we got that thing rolling, there's no stopping it. Yeah. You definitely have the momentum train going for sure. Let's talk about last weekend. Uh, Let's talk about last weekend a little bit. The, the twins. When did you get the nod, or when did you get the call to ride the Vance and Hines Harley? It was the day before my birthday, actually. So Terry gave me a call. He, he asked me the twin at Springfield, and there was no way I was going to pass that up. Were you Were you happy with your performance? A second on the first day, and a fifth on the on day number two. I was uh, I was happy about day one, day two. Just kind of I was chasing around the top a little bit, just as the track was drying out and starting to actually like start sticking to the rubber so you know after kind of slipping up there and losing about three four bike lengths and the draft that's when i was kind of a little bit less happy with myself so you know like overall not leaving the top five all weekend is a pretty big accomplishment in itself out of four four main events so i'm pretty happy about that 
you're, you're sitting next to Jesse Janish, and he never compliments AFT, and he gave a good compliment on how good they worked in the track and got it ready for you. What was your assessment, uh, assessment of the track after the rain? After the rain, they definitely worked their butts off. I, like, you know, it's a bummer that the Kisos are, are giving up the rain to that uh, program, but, you know, they put on a killer program for the past 40 years, and, you know, hats off to them for making this final one just as good as the rest. So always work their butts off. They know what they're working with, and it's honestly probably the best dirt in the country. So it's an honor to be able to race there on such great equipment, and, you know, it's everybody loves Springfield. That's just the truth. You're still in the hunt for the singles championship. I know you're in third. You know, the, the leader, Dallas, got a lot of points on you this this last weekend. Um, goals for Sacramento, you just got to go out there and try to beat him, or are you just going to try to get on the box? What, do you, what are you thinking going into California? Going into California, definitely want to be on the box. If I can get a mile win this year, that'd be amazing. But, I mean, the nice thing is we got two days to kind of accomplish that. And I know day two is definitely going to be better than day one, just from everything I've heard regarding the amateur mile. Because I know the last time we were there, the amateur mile was like a second and a half faster than us. So, you know, definitely hoping that the groove is going to be a little bit wider and smooth. So, you know, if nothing stays smooth and get towed by the right people, we can definitely end up on that podium for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a tough one right here. Uh, there's a little contact in front of you at the short track, Bruner and Dallas Daniels. Uh, then afterwards they, they went ahead and, and, and disqualified the, uh, the, uh, 21 bike gave Dallas the win. What, what are your thoughts about that decision? Man, you're going to get me yelled at, um, <laughs> that's no deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely on a lot of people's minds as far as the short track and all the keyboard warriors on Facebook. So, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I'm sure we'll hear about in the next coming days and whether it gets overturned or whether it stays the same, it, it sucks, but that's just what we're going through now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the keyboards, keyboard warriors can be rough. They're out. They're actually always rough on me too. I, I try not to watch them, but the keyboard warriors seem to love what you're doing, the number 13 bike, and, uh, you know, and just keep up what you're doing on the racetrack, all right? Yeah, man, you got it. I'm glad the keyboard warriors are, are pulling for me some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. Hey, man, are you riding the, the Vance Nines Harley at all the rest of the year, or was that just uh, maybe just because you weren't racing the single? I'm probably going to be pulling double duty at Sacramento. That's kind of my plan to see how that kind of shakes out. I know the last time that we were in Sacramento, it, the XG was on top of the box, so. We'll see if, whether it's Jesse, me, or one of the other boys on the XG. We'll see if we can't get that thing on top of the box. That's cool. What's it like to have the uh, the team back together, MJGR? Not officially, but you, you, you're back again with your buddy. It's something that I didn't see happening when I knew that uh, Jesse was kind of getting the call. I, I thought that was an awesome opportunity for him. And just kind of the way that it all played out, I mean – I didn't really anticipate it. I've been kind of focusing on my own deal and, you know, to get the band back together is something that, you know, we want to do for sure. You know, who, who wouldn't want to get this band back together, but to be, to, to have it be under such a, a great roof is, is, you know, amazing to have the Vance and Hines, Harley Davidson team right there with us and, and their wealth of knowledge. And, you know, it's definitely an honor for the both of us to have such a, a great team behind us. So, you know, man, it seems, it, it, hold on. It seems like the dogs are just as stoked as you guys are. Yeah, man. They, they're all fired up. I, th I think they want some autographs or maybe some treats. I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe they just want you to take them for a walk. Well, at least one of them we can. I don't know about the other one. I'm not too big of a fan of the big size one. <laughs> a little too big for you, huh? <laughs> hey, uh, before we let you go, Carter wants to know if there's any new floral merch or any new floral merch coming. Man, I got to get that all dialed in, honestly. I, it's been kind of going on. You know, the biggest thing is just trying to get the right stuff. I'm not trying to half-ass it. I want to do I want to full-ass it, you know? <laughs> yeah, full-ass it. I love it. That's what you should put on the back, full-ass. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, the beanies were definitely a hit down there at, at, at Savannah and Volusia because it was cold down there. So the beanies were a hit. Keep on doing what you're doing, man. 
you still got some beanies that's good but I'm, what i want to yeah. say is just keep on doing what you're doing uh you're, you're having a stellar year uh, i love that you're in third place in the points i'd love to see up there a little bit closer maybe if you had a finish at the atlanta tt it could have been could have put you in the mix a little bit closer but keep on doing what you're doing before i let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody oh yeah definitely uh a big thank you to Mark Muth, Lisa Muth, for letting us stay here. And, you know, it's it's definitely been one hell of a season, and hopefully we can keep this momentum moving in the right direction. You know, a big thank you to uh, Mission Foods, Richard from Dallas, Texas, Iowa City Break, Joe Agley. There's so many people that make this happen. It definitely takes an army, and honestly, it, it definitely helps that, you know, Vance Hines and Harley-Davidson gave me the opportunity to, to at least show some twin skills on the mile. So... You know, just, just all the people that kind of make it possible and, you know, Jesse for the wise words that he doesn't always follow, but they definitely point me in the right direction. <laughs> Dude, you're awesome. Thanks for your time, and, and we'll see you out in California running double duty. Yes, sir. Always great to talk to you guys. You too, man. How about that, dude? Two birds, one stone. Or, as my girlfriend would say, two birds, one scone. Instead of killing two birds with one stone, you feed two birds with one scone. With one scone. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know what a scone was until I worked in Ronnie Jones's coffee shop. Really? What's yeah. your, what's your I'm favorite not a kind fan. of scone? I don't even touch them. I'm, I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't drink coffee, so I don't, I don't dip them in anything. So that's a good point. They are. They're just like super dry, and they don't usually. They're taste. like bricks. Yeah. That's like yeah. I don't like eating bricks. And exactly. I'm with you. I don't. I don't like coffee. It tastes too much like coffee. So. Exactly. I drink Dr. Pepper for coffee. I don't even do that. What do you? What wakes you up in the morning? Sprecker. I'm not drink Sprecker every day. No, How nothing, do you wake up in the morning? I wake myself up in the morning, dude. I just slap myself in the face when I sit out of bed. Oh yeah, you're you're up all night anyway. So what are you yeah, talking about? What are you talking? You don't go to bed. You don't have to. You don't have to wake up the next morning. It's <laughs> a good dude. Good that time. was it. Was cool. It was cool checking in with them. We haven't talked to them together since episode number five, some three years ago. Nuts. That's insane. Um, awesome. Yeah, awesome. they both got different vibes out there at the track nowadays, dude. It's, it's, it's awesome to see the success Murg has had this year. And uh, I'm a little excited personally because I didn't think Jesse Janish would be running any races this year. And to see him not just come back for a race or two, but to come back in the fashion he has, uh, with the mindset right. he has, uh, it's super cool. I, I can't wait to see what he does in Sacramento and uh, what he does in this offseason and whether he comes back in 2022 because I think he could. Right. And, and like I asked him if he's auditioning. I didn't even think about asking Mishler. I didn't, I didn't think to ask if he was auditioning. He's got a good ride on the single. Yep. But is, is he trying to get a Twins ride for next year too? Yeah. Put him, put him back together on the on the Vance and Hines team. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Dalton has that spot secured, but they could bring back you know a couple more riders absolutely Why not yeah and i mean especially, the, especially with the success they had at springfield exactly and i don't know if that news just dropped here on off the groove but yes they will both be back racing sacramento so that's super cool um even if it's yep. just for one more ride so um and it's another chance like that, that's what's cool about this time of the year is they call it silly season right but there are a lot of opportunities for riders to to show what they got heading into the off season and and you know right. maybe show people a, a little side different side of their talent uh and I think that's the case in Janish, right? He said it himself. He hadn't been on a twin like that. That's the, that, and he has so much more confidence, you know, knowing that right. going into a race weekend. So there's something to be said for that. And uh, he's definitely making the most of that opportunity. So good luck to him what, in Sacramento what, and Mark speak, as well. Speaking of aud- speaking of auditioning, Chase Sadoff won the oh. All Star main event, two thousand and twenty dollars, and he was riding one of the bikes from Turner that had the, still had the 17 plates on there. So he uh, is actually auditioning as well. I've heard they they have a contract offer. He hasn't signed anything. Nothing is official, but that's just, uh, you know, the rumors in the pit area. So uh, he's going pro next year. It's a, it's a good fit. I saw a post on social, and it's the perfect summary. It's a perfect way to summarize how, you, how I feel about watching that race with Chase. Amateur, no more like exactly unreal yep. like watch that race and what he did there with some talented riders in that race he is no yep. longer an amateur that guy is going yep. that guy he's not officially pro but he is a pro That's yeah he's he's still 15 years old in the ama all-star national flat track series under ama rules it's kind of like the old pro-am rules a yep. pro and an amateur race in that pro class uh and he he showed you what he's got and that was in you know, a bike set up for yeah. him he usually rides husk varnas and he won the 2021 ama horizon award 
he's going places. I don't know if he'll set the world on fire like Dallas did. You know, we've seen Cody Cop come in here. He's running up front, but he hasn't quite got his first win yet. We'll see what Chase does next year. Anything else you want to talk about for that? I mean, like I said, we could probably spend well, a whole episode just on this. Yeah. The, the only other thing is, if you guys are going to California, go to Lodi Friday night. Yeah. Carter's going to go there for the very first time. Also, check out the Lodi Cycle Bowls website. They're going to be streaming it somewhere, somehow, is what I've been told. So they will be streaming the race. That means they'll have probably a lapel microphone strapped to my body somewhere. And uh, we'll have some fun. Friday night's Lodi Cycle Bowl. Saturday night and Sunday day is the Sacramento Mile cannot wait dude i'm looking forward to that i'm gonna take it all in this weekend lodi hangtown sacramento sacramento is my weekend so uh, it's gonna be crazy dude and uh yeah i'm gonna get my fill for for sure this weekend so looking forward to it i'm not quite a little you, you better bring your honey i'm gonna bring my, my honey i don't have a problem with my voice because i don't talk as much as you um but yeah i'll be running around I'm, like crazy. I'm bringing mine is it gonna be hot because it was hot as hell last week it's it's usually warm. northern california doesn't usually get as warm as down there in pala but mm. it'll be warm during the day i hope it's not as hot yeah. as it was because it was brutal brutal there last, I hope year, last week you, and that's another point about sacramento we're usually there in may it's usually not that warm so it, it could be warm but it is also september now so it might start cooling off i have not i don't think i've been to sacramento in september in quite some time so we'll see all right man well 199 in the can. Carter, what? I'll see you Friday. I'll see you Friday. It might even surprise you and see you Thursday. Are you getting there Thursday? Uh, oh. No. Oh. <laughs> well, then I'll I won't see you Friday. See, I won't see you Thursday. <laughs> I'll see me on Thursday, and I might see okay, you good. on Friday. Stop hey, thanks, thanks to all our patrons. I did hand out a few more number plates this last weekend, yeah. and uh, we got the rest of them stacked up right here, getting ready to be mailed out. So thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks to all of our listeners. Tell all your friends. If, you, if you're not a member of Patreon, if you want to support our podcast, Carter's got a video of how to do it. Yeah. It's simple. It's on it's the simple. top of our wall on our Facebook. You can check it out. First video there, how to become a patron. Check it out. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. See you on Friday. See everybody else next week. Everybody enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Later. Couldn't hear the dog barking, could you? I oh, yeah. yeah. Both of them. It was perfect, Both though. We, we made it part of the show. It's perfect. Who's do- perfect. Who's dogs? What kind of dogs? It's a mini wiener dog. It's the muse. And a what? dog walks by and they're best friends. So he takes off yakking at him. So I'm trying to hand Merg the phone and run and <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> and then the neighbor's like, oh, they're friends. And I'm like, he's on the phone. <laughs> That's fantastic. He's on the, he he's on the podcast.